بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله صلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد after praising Allah سبحانه وتعالى and sending the salutation upon the Messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family, his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min ilmin la yinfa' wa min qalbin la yakshar wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' verily ya Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction or contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered from a dua that goes unanswered uh, For our sisters you can come in a moment or a minute or so inshallah ta'ala when the brothers finish their salah طيب فنواصل معكم في هذه الليلة المباركة الكريمة عونا من الرحمن الرحيم. So we continue, Ikhwan, in this blessed, noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of Allah, the most merciful and the most compassionate. مستفيدين متعلمين من علم العقيدة من علم العقيدة. So we continue on this blessed night of ours. You sisters can come inshallah seeking the aid of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate Mother and the science of Aqeedah and the science of Al-Aqeedah This question is for who you have who wants to answer inshallah What's the best book for the servant uh, that, that wants to learn his belief? Kitab al-Tawheed. Ah. is more clear, is bigger, is more virtuous. Lakin Surah Al-Quran. Al-Quran. 
أحيانا ننسى يا إخوان ندرس هذا وهذا جيد وندرس الثاني وكذلك جميل والثالث وكل هذا ما شاء الله تعالى من الله لكن أفضل من كلها كتاب الله أفضل من كلها كتاب الله Sometimes we forget يا إخوان All these books are tremendous كتاب التوحيد is tremendous رسول الثلاثة is tremendous عقيلة واسطية is better than both of them tremendous رسول السنة إمام أحمد tremendous عقيلة بإمام البخاري جميلا عقيلة طهاوية All these golden books However There's a book that's better than all of them يا إخوان The Quran وكل هذه الكتب يا إخوان تؤخذوا من كتاب والسنة تؤخذوا من الكتاب والسنة All of these books يا إخوان are derived from the Quran and the Sunnah أقيل واسوتية من البداية لنهاية قال الله تعالى باب ثاني قال الله تعالى باب الثالث قال الله تعالى أقيل واسوتية from the beginning to the end every chapter Allah Ta'ala said next chapter Allah said next chapter Allah said كتابة توحيد مثله كتابة توحيد سمله قال الله تعالى next chapter قال الله تعالى وصورة ثلاثة ذكر الإمام شيء ثم تعقبه بقال الله تعالى قال النبي قال الله قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام وصورة ثلاثة سمله the Imam mentions a point right after that Allah said the messenger of Allah said next point Allah said the messenger of Allah said all of these books they show or they derive from the book of Allah and the son of his messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام طيب وصلنا يا إخوان where did we arrive what's the last thing we benefit from يا إخوان الرغبة والتوكل نعم أين الإمام الرغبة والتوكل الرغبة والرهبة وصلنا إلى استدلال we arrived at the proof so for the reading or for the explanation I think in Usul Al-Talat they were close. For the Dalil. For the Dalil. For the Dalil and Tawakkul. Yes, for the Dalil and Tawakkul. 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 What did we learn? What's the meaning of Tawakkul? We came to Tawakkul, right? We came to Tawakkul. ما شاء الله وقانون بينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبينجبين
Although that's allowed to do, let's take some Quran verses and put it on the walls. That's allowed to do. You can't say that's haram. But it's better not to. Why is it better not to? Because the Prophet first and foremost nor his companions they didn't do the likes of that. So a person may say, however, if we do that in our mosque, it will beautify the masjid. Okay, we agree. That will make the masjid beautiful. However, it's still better not to do it. Because the Prophet of Allah, he didn't use to beautify the masjid with the likes of that. Ibn Abbas used to say, that's hated. To beautify the masjid with verses and the likes. I don't want the brothers and sisters to get offended, We don't do that here, alhamdulillah. However, many of the masajid in America, outside of America, you find the Muslims, they place announcements in the musalla, on the walls, uh, flyers, or media, or whatever. Uh, all of this in the musalla is hated. It's okay to take a hallway of announcements, mashallah, but the musalla, the best is for it to be as simple as you can, to be as simple as you can. The musalla is, is the place of worship. And the place of worship, Yaqwan, and the salah is from the greatest actions of worship. The greatest actions of worship. For example, my Izar has a lot of designs and a lot of print and the likes. Many of the ulama say it's better not to pray in the likes of that. Anything you have, it looks nice, it's handsome, not handsome, it's mother, it's cute, if I can say that, it looks cool. But when it comes to the salah, anything that can distract is better not to do it. Any, any garment you have from the hadith in the, uh, the Nabi alayhi salam, وَنَادَ عَيْشَةَ وَسَعَلَتْهَا مَنْ أَيْنَ وَمَنْ جَاءَ بِهَذَا ثُمَّ يَأْمُرُهَا أَنْ تَأْخُذُهُ وَأَنْ تُمَزِّقَهُ Oh, كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام One occurrence in the hadith is in the Sahih The Messenger of Allah prayed And he had a, a, a garment or a mat or something there And it distracted him And he asked his beloved wife Aisha Who, how, who brought this? Who gave us this? And he commanded her to take it and to rip it up And she made something out of it for design. Regarding the prayer, it should be as simple as you can. That's the best. Allah Alam. If you have a prayer mat, for example, we have a prayer mat. The best prayer mat is to have the simple uh, prayer mat with no designs. The least amount of designs, the better. 
Even if somebody says, hey, this, I can see the Kaaba, mashallah, is giving me more khushu'ur. Labat. It's giving you more khushu'ur, but it's better than it's the simplest, the least colors. Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala knows best. We mentioned the difference between khawf and khashiyah. What's the difference, ya khwa? MashaAllah, Jamila. Khashiyah is khawf and additional, something else. This question is for our beloved, our daughter, our beloved sister. How would you translate the word inaba? How would you translate the word inaba? Huh? Some of my brothers can help her out. Inaba. Hey, to return. Uh, to return back to Allah, to repent. Our first word of tonight, inshallah ta'ala, the word al-inaba, uktubuha, write this word down, yaqwan. Al-inaba, 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 in the Arabic language is al-ruju' ila Allah ta'ala, is to return back to Allah. The word inaba to repent. Tawba yatubu. The ma'na rujur. Tawba wal inaba nafsun ma'na. The word inaba and the word tawba are the same. Synonyms. So two words for tonight. Al tawba and al inaba. Al tawba wal inaba. Nafsun ma'na have the same meaning. Al inaba also means substitution or can also mean to substitute. You probably could use it like that, but you probably have to bring some tafsir, some some way to connect it. And the origin it means a rujur and yarji ala and yarji ala abdu ila al-haq ila ta'a ila al-huda. It really it technically it means to return back to the obedience of Allah, the Sunnah of His Messenger, the ta'a guidance. Mathalan, al-abdu huwa ala tariq. The person is on the right path. Thumma nadara ila shayin. Muharraman. Then he looks at something that's haram for him to look at. Sometimes we're walking, and then you look over there. And it's something you shouldn't look at. So you say, repent to Allah, ya akhi. Meaning, come back to obedience. Leave that action. Don't look. Stop looking at that muharram and come back. Return. Ar-rujur. Come back to return. You can say also regret or not? Huh? Regret. Regret. Regret is from a tawbah. That's actually uh, regret, remorse. It's from Toba, but it means different, two different meanings. Toba linguistically is arujur to return. The regret is something that you have. Methalan, either abdu ya tuba biduni regret, methalan, biduni remorse, methalan, fa hadiyadullah adami siddiqihi fil toba. If somebody commits a sin, but he doesn't feel bad about the sin. Two different things. Oh. Regret, huh? Al-iqla' is to stop doing the action. That's number one. 
right? Uh, regret and remorse comes after you stop it. The person falls into a sin. Whatever the sin is, he's listening to something he shouldn't listen to. Listen to. He's watching something he shouldn't watch. He's touching something he shouldn't touch. He's walking towards something he shouldn't walk towards. Any of the sins. The first point, step number one, is that you have to stop doing the action. The person that's doing the action, the Muslim who smokes, he has this cigarette in his hand. While he's smoking, he can't say, I repent to you, Ya Allah. I repent to you, Ya Allah. He can't do that. He can say, I ask you forgiveness. He can say that. I seek your forgiveness. But he can't repent to Allah while he's doing the action. The first thing he has to do is al-iqla'ah. He has to stop doing the action. He has to get rid of the cigarette. He has to stop it. That's number one. Then he also has to have madha, the, the sadness and the madha, iqtisar uh, al-qalb. He has to have the sadness, the brokenheartedness. You could say regret. Remorse, prison will be a good one. These are the conditions, the, yeah. the conditions of Tawbah, right? Yeah. These are the conditions. So he has to first and foremost, he has to stop doing the action. Then he has the huzun, the iqtisar qalb, the remorse, the sadness, huh? all of these are synonyms. He has to have this remorse, this sadness, this brokenheartedness for the action. If he does not have remorse, if he, even if he makes repentance, he didn't really make repentance yet. If he doesn't feel sad for the sin, how can he ask Allah for How can he repent? Um, well, let's say he wants to smoke. He doesn't have the guilt, doesn't have the remorse. If he makes a tawbah, many of the ulama, Sheikh what they mean, Imam Anawi, they mean a shafi'i, that, that's one of the conditions of repentance. Anawi dhakar araba'a. Anawi mentions four. Sheikh what they mean mentions nine, almost ten of them, mashallah ta'ala. At any rate, I'll know Shaykh is always adabat. He's always really accurate and precise, mashallah. Shaykh, I know he mentions the main ones. First one, al-iqla' min al-dhamb. That you have to stop doing the action. That's number one. You can't seek for repentance for something you're doing at that moment, ever. How can you repent? Repenting means, in the language, a rujur to come back. How are you coming back if you're doing the action at that moment? You have to uh, The person has to stop doing the action Whatever it is He's watching something he shouldn't watch He can't say Allahumma tuba alayya While he's watching this show He can't say Oh Allah I ask that you accept my repentance No He has to stop doing it Turn it off Put down the cigarette Turn the song down uh, Off For example He's looking somewhere he shouldn't look Stop looking there That's number one and then he has to have the nadam, or you could say the huzn, or you can say iqtisar al-qalb, the remorse, the regret, brokenheartedness, sadness, for the action. For the action. The scholars of Islam, they mention, Ikhwan, bidun al-nadam, la'allahu yuridun yarja'a. Well, that's sahih. Some of the scholars, they mention, if the person doesn't have sadness, he doesn't see himself to have done something wrong, then what's going to happen is he's going to have the desire to do it again. For example. 
even if you're doing the action, and this is another benefit the person who's doing whatever the sin is, whatever the sin is, why he's doing it, even if he likes it, even if it brings him some type of happiness or joy. Somebody may say, well, how can some sin bring some joy? Say, it can bring joy, bring Joys of different types. Your body has some joy. Your spirit can have some joy. Your mind can have some joy. Psychological joy. A song comes on, and you, we grew up on songs when I wrote the Billah. So you walk in and you just hear it. Your arm just starts automatically. You're not even doing it. You, you just start bopping. So you have to, oh, the Billah, stop for the law. Oh, the Billah. Sometimes you have to remind yourself. Yeah, this happens, yeah, Juan. Sometimes you look somewhere you shouldn't look. And then you just, that's sometimes a natural reaction from your body. Being used to doing something that's wrong. For example, there was a scholar years ago. And he said the meaning, more or less. That the jinn don't really possess a lot of people in the West. You find that in the Muslim lands. He said, why? Why, Ya Shaykh? He said, because most of the people in the West are already misguided. He says, He says, because the jinn are trying to mislead and misguide. So most of us in the West. Or most of the West, the Sheikh was in the Muslim land, most of the people in the West are already misguided. There's no need for the jinn to misguide them. They're already misguided. They're already misguided. Sometimes, Ikhwan, how we live or where we live takes a psychological effect and you don't even see it. The one who watches TV all day, all day, all day, day after day, month after month, year after year, year after year, la yara madha adam al fi atafarruj ala madha. The one who is used to it, year after day, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, he may say, hey, there's nothing wrong with that, yachi. Yes, it's music, nakedness, and this and this. What's the issue? Because he's used to it. He's accustomed to it, for example. Sometimes you go to the gym, and we like going to the gym, mashallah, and then you go and you count the sins that's there for the little workout that you do, and you say, is it worth it? For example, the nakedness, and it's not like you have a place for the men, and then you have the, these women who wear, I, I don't even know how that allowed it. <laughs> how can you wear that? Man, I opened. You come to the gym in your pajamas, and you want to work out, and nobody says anything. No, yeah, that's not correct yet. Wow. You're not comfortable. There's no way you're comfortable. You're naked. There's no way you're comfortable. And sometimes you're trying to be in a corner by yourself, you and the brothers, and then here they come, at any rate, sometimes you count up the sins, and then you count the good deeds. Okay, you worked out. If you have the good intention, that's one good deed. Is it worth, at any rate, sometimes you're used to certain things that you don't even see the harm in it, the environment does play a role. Second point, the person has to have the remorse. Has to have the remorse. And the third condition is that he tries his utmost not to return back to the sin. 
فهذا ليس بمعنى المحاولة أن لا يرجع إلى الذنب المحاولة أن لا يرجع إلى الذنب and the third point the person tries his best some people think this means you can't return back to the sin it doesn't mean that that's not the words you try your best not to return back for example what happens if you return to the sin again does this matter replace your toba does this mean your toba wasn't there doesn't mean that yeah for you try to be sadiqan you be truthful ومخلصاً, sincere, and you make another repentance. For example. And if the sin is between a servant and another servant, the scholars they mention another condition. These three, these first three are between the servant and his Lord. Stopping the sin, having remorse, trying your best not to return back to it. If it's between you and another servant, there's another condition that's mentioned. That you return the right of that person back to him. Whatever it is, you return it back to him. The man or the woman. Backbites another person. Talks about a person, they're not there. So that's between them and Allah now, and between them and that person. So it's four. He has to stop doing the thing, remorse, and try not to return back to it. Another condition is added, he has to return that right to that person. How does he do that? He backbit him. What does he do? He goes to that person and he requests, Hey, one day I said something about you I shouldn't have said. I repented to Allah. I'm asking you to pardon me. I'm asking you to forgive me. That's his right. That's, that's not an alternative, but that's from... That's from uh, from good manners. You said something bad about the person, so now you say something good about the person. That doesn't wipe that out. So it's not an alternative, but that person on a good start. For example, there was, we was in a store one time, and the man broke something in the store. He paid for it, and then he came back and tried to sweep up. Next day, next two days, let me sweep. No charge. I'm just wanna take some hours. I broke something. I'm Muslim, mashallah. I wanna I paid you for it. Let me clean up two hours for the next week or so to show you my gratitude, to show you my, my remorse. That doesn't wipe that out. You still have to pay for it. However, so you backbit someone and now you speak good of the person. That's good. But it doesn't wipe it out. That's not a condition. You have to go to that person and seek his musamaha, seek his pardon. For example, I said something, and this is hard upon the Muslim, yeah, no matter how strong he may be. To admit you're wrong, yeah, Allah, that's sa'ab and that's difficult, yeah, especially the students of knowledge, yeah, that's hard to admit you're wrong. Between the husband and the wife, even harder. The, the child and the parent, harder. It's hard. Ummi, I was wrong, Ummi. Samihni, Samihini, pardon me. Forgive me, Ummi. 
Another benefit. هل يجب على الثاني أن يسامحه? Next question. Is it obligatory upon the one that you're going to, is it obligatory upon them to forgive you? No. The answer is no. هذا لا يجب عليه. Just because you're asking me to forgive you, you robbed me. ونعوذ بالله. You took my money. And then you made repentance, you came back to me and replaced the money back to me. And you asked for forgiveness. Do I got to forgive you? No. I don't have to forgive you. I don't have to forgive you. It's better to forgive. Naam. I don't have to, ya yeah. So what, you, what should you do if the person doesn't forgive? Is it over? Make dua. Make dua. What else? Hey, keep going, uh, keep going to them. Make forgiveness for them. Speak about them in a good light, but keep going to them. Next day, hey, get on their nerves. Hey, pardon me, Achi. I made repentance. This and this, that was wrong of me. May Allah guide me. Forgive me. Samihni. Pardon me. No, get out of here. Two days later, hey, salam alaikum. Forgive me. Pardon me. Because you want to be forgiven by that person before you meet your Lord. You want to be forgiven any things, any grudges that you have in this life with someone, pardon them, forgive them. Try to mother, rectify them, make al-islah bayna nas. Rectify, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Try to rectify. There's anything I've ever said to anyone. We say this publicly, mashallah. Ana asalukum and to samihuni. I'm asking that you pardon me. If I said something, if I did something, I made a gesture. Sometimes I make joke. One brother always says, You don't really mention my country a lot. You mention Africa, you mention a Pakistani, you mention a Yemeni, you don't really mention my If I harm that brother, I ask that person to forgive me. And this is our religion, Ikhwan. If I said something, if I did something, Alhamdulillah, we should be like that. You want to rectify whatever you can rectify, fit dunya, qabl al-akhirah, in this life, before you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the next life, Ikhwan. You have anyone that you owe any money to, any debts, you try to repay them, Ikhwan. And if you're the one that people owe you money to, if you can, then سامحهم, سامحهم. Then pardon them. Let them know you can have it. You don't have to return the money that you borrowed from me. It's no longer a debt. You are free from that. That's better, Yahwa. Al Islah nas to rectify before the people. That's better. Let's get some benefit from the class, Yahwa. Anyone else? Our sister had a hand up. No, Jamila. Tell me, Achi. I don't have a question. That was. Our brother said, "Will you teach at another masjid in Kansas City only, or accept Masjid Salam only?" He said, "Inshallah, Yehwan. I love the Muslims. Alhamdulillah. I love the masjid. Any place we can, we can do it. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will give us Sunnah." Any place that they allow us to come and teach and call the people to the Quran and the Sunnah, then we'll do that, Yaqwan. We don't have no biasness. Alhamdulillah. I don't know why the people think I have biasness, Yaqwan. I try to love everybody, Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alameen. Tayyip. 
ماله هو طيب قال الاخ مثلا يا اخوان اذا الشخص يترك مثلا التشهد الاولى الاول ماذا عليه one of the brothers asked if somebody misses the first tashahud in the salah how do they make it up وهذا سؤال جميل يتعلق بالفقه this question is a beautiful question it's connected to الفقه about the condition of repentance we'll mention that after inshallah طيب the person is making the salah and they miss the first tashahud مثلا كيف يعيدوا how do they repeat that هل عليه مثلا أن يقوم وأن يعيد الركعة كاملة أو تكفي أو يكفي سجود السهو سجود السهو Does the person have to repeat that whole ركعه Or is it sufficient to make two pastries of forgiveness? It's sufficient to make two pastries of forgiveness Because the first تشاهد is a wajib and not a and not a rukun طيب العلماء يختلفون صح scholars they differ وبعضهم يقولون أن الأولى والثانية كلاهما من أركان الصلاة صح لكن هذا ليس بالصحيح some scholars they do have the position that both of the تشاهد in the three raka'ah prayer or the four raka'ah prayer are both a pillar some scholars say that so they're the same if you miss the first or if you miss the second true some scholars do say that but the correct opinion is that that's not correct. Al-awwal min al-wajibat wa thaniya min al-arkan. The first tashahud is actually an obligation. And the second tashahud in the third raka'ah, salah, and the last raka'ah of the third raka'ah, or in the fourth raka'ah, the last tashahud is actually a pillar. Wa dalilu hadha fi'lu nabi, alayhi salatu salam nafsu. Wa al-hadithu inda al-imami Abi Dawud. إمام أبي داود والترمذي ولعله عند الإمام النسائي وهذا ظن وهذا ظن. The hadith is collected by Tirmidhi and Abu Dawood and I'm also is I'm thinking that it's in Nasai but that's not with certainty. We have to check that one. It's in Abu Dawood and Nasai. When the Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام he prayed وما جلس في التشهد الأول and the Messenger of Allah for whatever reason. Allah Ta'ala decreed for him not to sit. If you want to say he forgot, if you want to say he made an error, that's up to the person. For whatever reason, either the Messenger of Allah forgot, he made an error, Allah Ta'ala decreed that Rabbi Allah Nabi والسلام, he did not sit. And then, ماذا? at the end of the Salah, he prayed two prostrates of forgiveness. وما هو الشاهد؟ What's the the point here؟ ما قام وما أعاد الركعة ما قام وما أعاد الركعة فهذا يدل على أن الأولى ليس بركن لكنه من الواجبات. The fact that the messenger of Allah did not repeat that entire rakah shows that the first tashahud is not a pillar. If it was a pillar, our beloved Nabi would have had to stand up and repeat it. A pillar. It's not sufficient. It's not suffice. Sufficient. It's not sufficient to pray two prostrates of forgiveness. هذا فقط للواجبات. هذا فقط للواجبات. That's only for an obligation. لكن الأركان أقوى من الواجبات. A pillar is stronger 
than a, a wajib. A pillar is the thing, uh, the pillar is the thing that the prayer is built upon. The obligation is different. It's something that you're commanded to do, but the salah is not built upon that. The raka'ah itself is not built upon that thing. So if you miss مثلاً الواجب ليس عليك أن تعيد الركعة كاملة لا فقط عليك أن تشدد سجدة سجدة الصفو. If you miss a raka'ah, you miss an obligation. You don't have to repeat that whole raka'ah, but rather you have to repeat. You have to make two pastures of forgiveness. المشكلة يا إخوان أحياناً لشيء واحد يراه هذا الشيخ من الواجبات الشيخ آخر يراه من الأركان وهذا له دليل وهذا له دليل وهذا أصعب شيء. I give you something that's really hard to determine sometimes. Sometimes there's something in the salah that some scholars deem it to be an obligation, and he has his proofs. And that same action, other scholars see it to be a pillar. And he has his proofs. So what do you do? You always look at the proofs. You always look at the proofs. If you have the ability to, don't blind follow no one. If you have the ability to, don't blind follow no one. You go after the adilla. Go after the proofs. So if something that's a, a pillar, If it's a pillar, for example. What's an example of a pillar, Yaqwan? Some scholars, that's a good example. They say Al-Fatiha is an obligation. Other scholars say, no, it's a pillar. The correct opinion is that it's a pillar. So the person comes in, the Imam. This will cause some, some, some contention here, some argumentation here. I've never heard nobody argue in our masjid, mashallah. May Allah bless you, brothers. Alhamdulillah. I seen one of the brothers, the little baby kids in Ramadan, they were wrestling, and the, the brother got him in a nice mood, took him down, and then they apologized. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they hugged, mashallah. That was beautiful, yeah. I don't know if it's like that on the women's side. Are women like that? They, they don't argue that much. Alhamdulillah. I remember in the Somali mall, may Allah make us better than how they view us, yeah, and forgive us for that which they don't know. We walked in, it seemed like some of the women were arguing. And then they said something, they had the brothers from the masjid or whatever, and then they, they got better and they, they rectified. Alhamdulillah. At any rate, we've never, the brothers, the Muslims don't really argue, Alhamdulillah. It's not from Islam to argue, to fight, and it's not from our religion. Alhamdulillah. It's easy to rectify. It's easy to rectify. So now, a person makes the salah. And the Imam leading the Salah doesn't know Al-Fatiha. مثلا. That can happen. Who can give us an example? How can the one leading the Salah not know Al-Fatiha? Those behind don't know as well. Maybe. Could be the same. Nobody knows Al-Fatiha making the Salah. How can, give an example. How can that happen? Huh? Could be a revert. Could be a new Muslim. Could be an older Sheikh in age. He's praying with other new people, new Muslims. He's the best of them. He knows two rak, two ayat of Fatiha. He knows one. He knows half of the one. You're more equipped. You lead the salah. What do they do? Uh, like 
wasn't there a hadith where the Prophet said, like, the one guy that was too, too old, he couldn't memorize? Huh? Like, what sure did he command him? I'm not sure exactly what it was. But never, it was like, never. Hey, so now the man, if you don't know al Fatiha, you say, huh? Whatever is easy, you can say that, whatever is easy upon you. Right? He doesn't know no Quran at all. Now he makes tasbih, wa tahmeed, wa tahleel. So now he says, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, La hawla wa la quta la billah, Allahu Akbar. And the hadith comes in Imam Abi Dawood in the book of Salah. This is in the Meccan of Al-Fatiha. Somebody may say, that's harder than Al-Fatiha. Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, La ilaha illallah, La hawla wa la quta la billah. I'd rather just learn Al-Fatiha. Tayyip, not bad. Until you learn Al-Fatiha, you say this. The difference here, Juan, if the person knows some of Al-Fatiha, some scholars say he recites what he knows from Al-Fatiha. He knows one ayah. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahu Akbar. Somebody's going to say, hey, the sister, Masjid Salam, all right in the back. Hey, they clapping. MashaAllah. The brothers, SubhanAllah. Somebody's texting, hey, hey, Omar, what's up with that brother? <laughs> Who's that? Massey. Who, who? That's, that's, that's our message. Tight. Twin is already. Abby, who? He don't know Al-Fatiha? That's automatic. Tight. So now, did he do anything wrong? No. He doesn't know. He's reciting to the best of his ability. Tight. Here's nothing on this person. So now, if he knows Al-Fatiha, for example, but he doesn't recite Al-Fatiha, for example. Say, مثلاً, he forgot. He knows Al-Fatiha. أحياناً شغل العبد بشيء من الدنيا من عائلة من أي من العمل من أي شيء. Sometimes the dunya preoccupies you. Your family, the children, husbands, wives, your job. These distractions come. Allahu Akbar. And you just can't recall. Or you forgot. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So the people, subhanAllah, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Now, he can't go back to it because he already moved from position to position. If he didn't go, but he almost went. This happens a lot, ya khwan. The man, madhalan, he's standing. Allahu Akbar. And he's on his way down. But he didn't get to the rukur yet. Allahu Akbar. Somebody reminds him, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. And he comes back up. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't get there yet. So he's making, he's on his transition. He's, he's transitioning from position to position, but he didn't make his position yet. He didn't get to the rukur. He's almost there. And he hears a sister clap. She's on the sunnah, mashallah. Clapping is now for the brothers. Some scholars, they say, in the salah, wa kharija salah, wa have the sahih. The strongest opinion is that men don't ever clap. That's Muslims. Some brothers think that's just for the prayer. No, the Prophet mentioned the tasfiq lil nisa. The clapping is for women. That's general. So sometimes we're at the ball game and we say, hey! As a Muslim, that's better not to do that. That's not just for the salah. You can glorify Allah, subhanAllah, Allahu Akbar, mashallah, ya akhi, mashallah. High five. I don't know if a high five be slapped clapping too, maybe. We need a new high five, but we're playing ball. Tayyip. 
So now he gets there. Allahu Akbar. He's in his ruku right now. Now the strongest position is that he does not come back. Once you get to that position, you stay there. So he's in the ruku. So what does he do at the end of the ikhwan? He finishes his salah. He makes his sujood. He stands back up. Now, if that's a wajib, if it's an obligation, it's not upon him to repeat the raka'ah. If it's a pillar, he has to repeat that raka'ah. So now he owes this salah one raka'ah. In place of the raka'ah, he did not recite al-fatiha in. And then what else does he have to do now? He still has to prostrate two prostrates of forgiveness. You're always going to do that if you make an error. What about if you leave off a sunnah? How do you tuslih? How do you rectify? You leave off a sunnah. The sister leading the sister in the back, and then she says, Allahu Akbar. Recite Al Fatiha wa Allahu Akbar. And goes into the rukur. The sister there, mashallah, hey! They may be worse than us. Somebody's going to get their phone out, hey, Zainab, why did the sister do that? I didn't hear right? What did she do wrong? She didn't do nothing wrong here. Nothing. It's not obligatory. They are recommended. The sunnah. The sunnah of the salah are from the mustahabat of the salah. Those things that are highly, highly recommended. How do you follow the imam? In the action that he's doing or in the kayfiyah? Or in the how he's doing it? This is important, ya khum. The action, not the kayfiyah. Some scholars, they say that you follow him in what he's doing and in the how he's doing it. And that's not correct. What that means is that whatever the imam does, you follow him in that. And that's not the commandment. You follow him in the action, not in the how. Mithalan, al-imam yarao, aw yarao, anna nuzul bi taqdimi rukbatayni awla mina taqdimi al-yadayn. The imam, one of our sheikh in Yemen had this position. That Sheikh Ibn Abbas has this position. When you're going down, you pitch your knees down first. And then your hands. Some scholars hold that point of view. If you follow the Imam of the Kayfiyah, however the Imam goes down, you have to go down too. You don't follow the Kayfiyah. You follow the action. You follow him in going down. If you don't deem that to be a Sunnah, and the strongest opinion is that that's not an authentic Hadith, that you put your hands down first. Then you follow him in going down, not in the how, for example. Sometimes the imam is leading and he coughs. <laughs> and you hear someone else say, <laughs> and you say, why did you do that? Yeah, you don't, you don't, mashallah. He says, we're commanded to follow the imam. True, he's right, but not his understanding is not right. You're commanded to follow him, but how? And the amal, laysa al-kafiyya, and the action, not in the how. And that's nothing that he's attributing to the salah. That's something different. No. Oh. Like same with the finger, right? Like same thing with the finger. That's another one, Yaqwan. MashaAllah. There are many positions that you see nowadays. And we're not talking about no one. We didn't learn that, Yaqwan. We're talking about an action. You see many movements nowadays, Yaqwan. 
Some of the brothers, you don't know if he's itching his leg. You don't know. <laughs> he's doing so much stuff with his hand. You want to say, yeah, you okay? You sick? <laughs> That's how much he's moving. Some of the brothers, you don't know if he's looking at his watch. Yeah. At any rate, you see circles, right to left. You see circles left to right. You see up and down. You see a star. You see a triangle. You see a lot of movements here, Juan. I ask all of you, Bilal, ain't a delay. Where's the proof for that, Yahuwah? If someone is making circles, he has no proof. No proof. You go to Bukhari, Muslim, the Mawattal, Bayhaqi, Nasai, Ayy Kitabin, Hadithin, Ayy Kitabin, Menel, Hadithin, Nabi Ali Sattasalam, to read any book you want to go to. You don't find any movement of the, any hadith of the description of the movement. Not one. The hadith of Wa'ilas in Nasai, it mentions, Warraaitu yuharrikuha, and I saw him moving it. I saw him moving it. Tayyip. Doesn't mention how. So the man who moved right to left, he shouldn't move right to left. Why? He has no proof to do so. If he's truthful, what you said ain't a delay. If he's truthful and he's asked, what's your proof of that, Yaqi? He's gonna say, I don't got no proof, Yaqi. I just do what I see everybody else do. I went to a masjid, I looked at that brother, he had a beard, he had a thobe. He did circles, I do circles. My Abby does circles, my husband does circles, my wife does circles, my Imam. That's most of us here for. The one who goes up and down, there's no proof of that. That's another proof that the strongest opinion is that you just point your finger from the Hadith Ibn Umar. That you point it and I move it. What's another point, Ya Khwan? Tawdah, Ya Shaykh. You made all the answers to questions, but the Imam, uh, forget the middle. middle uh, Tashahud. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He just prays to Raga and he gets up. Mm. How do we relate to that? How, what do we do next? So if you're in the second Raga, you're leading the Salah, you, you don't sit. The man he forgot to sit, for example, distracted to forget whatever the answer is, he stood up. Tayyip. At the end of the Salah, he prostrates two times for forgiveness. And that will wipe that away. Because that uh, tashahud, the first tashahud, is not a, a rukun, but it's an obligation. So you shouldn't come back now, sit down. If you any position, Ikhwan, if you get there, if you forgot to sit in tashahud, مثلاً, and you're on your way up, and as you're getting up, someone says, SubhanAllah. So you're about to get up, I mean, but you don't get up all the way, and then you return. That's different. If you get all the way up, nobody says anything yet, and then you say, Allahu Akbar, and you hear from the sisters, or SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah, or you get the elbows, and, <laughs> and somebody's texting you. <laughs> now, you don't go back, because you already stood up. So here it's better that you don't return, and you complete your salah. The people are going to say, SubhanAllah, they're, they're going to say that, no problem. Maybe they don't know. That's why it's so important to learn, yeah, That's why we should have more classes at all the masajid here, mashallah. And we should get tents. And we should go to this corner, in this corner. And we should spread the sunnah of the Messenger, anywhere that we have the ability to do so, yeah, At any rate, you can never have too much knowledge. A lot of times, the issue is that we just don't know. The hadith are there, the ayat are there. 
the statements of the ulama are there. Islam is Islam is not new. Islam is not new, ya Al-Kitab is mawjooda wa qadima. Ahaditha mawjooda wa qadima. Waqwal ulama mawjooda wa qadima. Walhamdulillah, illa natakallamu an mas'alatin jadida. Hada shayun akhar. The Quran is there and has been there. The ayats are there. The hadith are there. Islam is an old religion. Allahu Akbar. Unless you're talking about something new. Now, that's different. What's a new issue Islam doesn't talk about? TVs. Televisions. What's the ruling of having a TV? You're not going to find it in the Quran. You're not going to find it in the Sunnah. You're going to have to make ijtihad. What's another ruling, Ikhwan? Something that's new. Cars. Cars. Is it allowed when those scholars in Saudia, may Allah guide them and all of the ulama, Ikhwan, and bless them, when they say it's haram on a woman to drive, what's their proof? There's no proof, Ikhwan. They don't mean that it's haram, that fi'l, the action. No, they're saying, قَدْ يُؤَدِّ إِلَىٰ شَيْئًا أَوْ شَيْئًا أَسْوَعَ مِنْ هَذَا وَهَذَا صَحِيحَ إِخْوَانَ They don't mean, when Sheikh Ibn Abbas said, driving for the women in their country is haram. He's not meaning in the Quran and Sunnah is haram. No, it's not like that, إِخْوَانَ He's meaning that there's a high chance that this can lead to more harm, and more harm, and more harm. And then you look at Saudia now, and you see the point of the Sheikh. When he also said, no TV in our country. And the people thought the Sheikh was going, hey, the Sheikh lost it. Hey, now the Sheikh is saying, TV is haram. He's not meaning Quran and Sunnah is haram. He's meaning this TV, if we allow it, we're going to lose our country. And that's true, Yahweh. Most of us ourselves. If we get rid of our TVs, I guarantee we'll be better Muslims. I guarantee most of us can't turn our TVs off, except in the Ramadan. And most of us, even in Ramadan, as soon as you pray in Maghrib, you think the brother is, Hu al-bayt, matalan, or liyastariha salah La, la, la. Hu yurid an yandura ila shay. Falidhalik ista'ajala. Hada, aktarun nahi haqwan illa man rahimahullah. Most of us, except the one that Allah has mercy upon, break the salah, pray the Maghrib, and he's rushing to get back home, you think, oh man, the brother's really hungry, mashallah ta'ala, or he's gonna take some rest to get up at night to pray. No, he's just about to miss the game. He's about to miss the show. And that's most of us. The kids with the games. Our children, Yaquan, if you take the PC away, they would jump out the mountain. They would jump out the window. If I say to my son, hey, Abdul Halim, no more Xbox, he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. And he, I hope he's watching. If we say, hey, no Xbox. No Quran today, no Hadith. No Xbox. Oh, Abi. He's going to cry immediately. He watches some little boy on YouTube playing games. And he just sits there watching for hours. You say, hey, play the game yourself. You play, the, play the game. He's watching some little, this little kid is making millions of dollars, mashallah ta'ala, on the YouTube. He gets the games, he gets the new toys, and he talks about the toys and the games. And all the kids, the American kids, just watching. You have that same car. Turn that, game, that thing off and go play with the car. No, I want to watch him play with his car. And that's all he does. You turn this machine off, he's going to cry. He's going to cry. You say, you're not getting it back until you pray. He's going to make the best salah ever. Just to get back to that, that tablet, that iPad. And that's most of us, Yekhwah. Our women with the phones, same way. Same way. You want your wife to do something? Take her phone. Hey, 
Give me the phone. Oh, I'm going to the masjid. You, that's most of our families, Echan. And we're the same. We're the same. The kids with the games, us with the phones, the women with the phone. I was watching a cartoon, Echan, and I want to share this with the brothers and sisters for Arabic. I'm trying to find a way to bring it to the mosque, but it has like images. So I don't know how I could do that. Maybe we can sit downstairs in the classrooms, maybe. But it has like images. It's a nice program. So we watch it and we take the vocabulary out. It's a tremendous benefit I learned from this cartoon. So the little kid on the cartoon is called Silsilat al-Bukhari, the chain of Bukhari. The little boy has a dream that he goes in time and meets Bukhari. It's a real beautiful Islamic cartoon. Mashallah. So he meets Bukhari. So he's talking to Bukhari. Uh, before that, he's in the school. The teacher's going around the class. What do you guys want to be when you grow up? The little girl says, I want to be a sheikha. The little boy says, I want to be a sheikh. The other little boy, Omar, he says, I want to be a cell phone. He says, Ana uridu anakuna jawalan. He says, I want to be a cell phone. So just as most of you laughed, the class laughed. The teacher says, how do you want to be a cell phone? Why do you want to be a cell phone? He says, because everybody wants to hold me. A cartoon, mashallah. Everybody, I'm going to be in everybody's hands. All the time, nobody can do it without me. He says, even my mother, he said, the little boy, even my ummi, her face is always going to be in me, on me, meaning the phone. She's always going to be laughing at me because she's always on the phone. My brothers are going to play in their game with me, the phone. And he made a good point. And then the teacher said, so what will be a solution to this? He said, in seven days, we have seven days. If we all turn our phones off for one day. A cartoon, beneficial, mashallah, Muslim cartoon. He says, if we turn our phones off for one day, if you don't have a necessity like this and like that, <coughs> turn your phone off. I guarantee you, we're going to do more. We waste so much time. Me, I like sports. One of my biggest tests is watching a sport activity. It takes so long. A basketball game takes how long? Who knows? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, three hours to watch the game. You're not playing, you don't get no money. I'm sweating like I'm in the game. I'm getting mad like it's me. No, and then you wasted three hours, three hours. No little child can play a game, I guarantee you, that's less than two hours, never. He's gonna say, last game, Abby, last game, last one, last, my last turn, my last man, last time. It's never no last. It just turns into one hour, three hour, four hour, five hour. The women on TikTok, same, last TikTok reel, Abby, last one, last one, last one. Now it's Margaret. Last one, one more, one more. Now it's Fajr. This is my last one. That, that's all these devices, if we just take time away from them, I guarantee we'll be better Muslims. I guarantee you. If I can take my TV and toss it, or if I'm not that strong, turn it off. I guarantee you, I'm going to talk more to my family. I'm going to do more worship. Most of our houses, everyone's in the corner on their device. Everybody. Abby's on his device. Umi's on her device. The son is on his device. The children are on their device. There's no talking. There's no family activity. No. And a lot of times we're losing our families from our devices. From our devices. So much so, if you, you try to take your device from the child, you're not going to win that battle. You're not going to win. Our children need devices now. Our children need phones. You don't leave the house. You're seven. 
What do you need a phone for? What do you need a phone for? I don't agree giving children phones. I agree with letting them play and have fun, but not a phone. I don't agree with that. That's just my opinion. At any rate, my point is, Juan, a lot of the things that we're busy ourselves with, there's no benefit at all or a little benefit. And if we humble ourselves and monitor the activity, number one, we're going to learn our religion more. Number two, we're going to be closer as families, for example. And number three, we're going to stop wasting so much time. One of our brothers said we didn't get to their question. We try our best. Um, if a married woman had with the man, should the man ask for forgiveness? Uh, some, a sin like that, that's not between her and the other person, or him and the other person. That sin that you have to ask the other person to do, to, to, to forgive, is the sin between you and that servant. If a person falls into a sin, a certain sin that has nothing to do with someone else, then that's between them and their Lord. If it's a sin between them and someone else, that's when they have to go to someone else to rectify that issue. Should we still tell the person about the wrong that they did to them? It depends. If that's from wisdom, you may not say exactly what you said. I backbit you, and I said you were poor, you're black, you're white. That may not be from wisdom, but you just speak generally. I said something I shouldn't have said about you. That may be more wise and more honorable. Wallahualam. Father Shay. Need a he forgets to sit and he forgets to prostrate to prostrate the forgiveness. Um, he should stand and pray one rakah and then prostrate for forgiveness. For example, uh, I don't have no proof to support that. That's just what I understand the Quran and Sunnah that that would be better. Allah Adam. For that person to stand up and pray it, pray one more time, and then push it.